Alrighty, well, I want to just say Happy New Year officially. I've been saying it back and forth coming on in. But how many had a great 2014? Both of you. All right. Yeah. Who's ready for, for something new, something even better? Absolutely. Three of you. Okay, let's try this again. How many are ready for something exciting to happen? You got an open heart today. Are you ready? Did you pray for your pastor on the way? Thanks, Grandmama. <laughs> well, you know what? I tell you what, there's always something to pray about. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of stuff to praise about all the time, too. And so today I want to jump right in. And I want to tell you one of my favorite stories out of the Bible. It's about a man that was looking for something good, but he ended up with something so much better. Amen. Has that ever happened to you? You know, you're looking for something good. And then out of the blue, sometimes it seems like God just just blows you away. He's got big hands. His plan is the best. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. But you know what? By the time about Wednesday, we're thinking our, path, our, our deal is the best, don't we, sometimes? That's why it's so important to continue to, to seek the Lord and start your day with God and spend your day with God and end your day with God. And when I say that, I always follow it up with this. That doesn't mean you're just, just praying and not talking to anybody else and anything else. But to be in, a, in a, a mindset and a heart condition about thinking about what God's done for you and seeking the Lord and seeing opportunities to serve and opportunities to love on people. Can we do that? I'm sure we can. Well, this is what I want to share today. I'm going to jump right on here. If you got your Bibles with you, I always encourage you to bring them. Um, we're going to be in Acts chapter 3. And what I do a lot of times, I like doing like a preaching and a teaching. So what I'd like to do is kind of read through the story. And then we'll come back and kind of pick through it, all right? You got your handouts. We've got some great uh, handouts here for you guys to put some things that God's speaking to you uh, along the way. So everybody ready? Say amen. amen. All right, say it one more time so I can get a drink. Amen. You guys are great. Here we go. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll get Tim to follow along with us. Acts chapter 3. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to, to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a lame man from birth was, carrying, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I, I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Amen. And then he goes on to say, so then, t- then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the gate beautiful, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's cattle, excuse me, cattle, I can't even say it, porch. How about that? (laughs) His front porch there, cattle (laughs) I said that four times last night and I can't say it today. Where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. I'm going to tell you what, I love that story. I love that story. I'll give you a little unpacking on that thing. Here's a guy, and when I've studied it out, I said he was about 40 years old. 40 years of laying at the front porch of the church. Amen? 40 years. Let's go back, Tim, to the first part. And I, and I got some underlying things, and I, and I thought, you know, man, I just want to pull some of these things out here. It's just really amazing. First thing I want to say is this, they went to the temple one afternoon to take part in a 3 o'clock prayer service. Now, back then, they would have a 9 o'clock service and about a... Three o'clock service and a six o'clock service every day. They had an opportunity. But you know what? We can do that anytime, right? We can do that anytime. 
And we're so, we're so thankful when we do get everybody to come in on Sundays. And I want to take another opportunity to tell you, come on back on Tuesday nights and go deeper in the study of God's word. And when we do that, it's a, uh, a time of getting together and just going deeper in his word, like I said, but you can start anytime. So don't feel like if you missed a week, you couldn't come. You can always jump in. But when I read this last night and I was preaching to the couch, which many of y'all know I do that every Saturday night, I looked at this and the Lord showed me something. And he said, okay, they went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the service. And that just really resonated with me to take part in the service. Are you guys ready to take part in the service? Not going to ask you to jump up or anything like that. But what I mean by that, take part in service, you know, they were going to actively praise the Lord, I'd say. They were going to actively be a, a, a utensil in the hand of the Lord. You know, when we think about that, a lot of times we just come and sit and think, well, I'm just going to receive. But they were coming to be a part of what's going on. I pray that we have our hearts pointed to what God's going to do and move as the Lord leads. All right. And it goes on. It says and each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called beautiful. And uh, so he could beg as people went by everything else. And I thought about that. Do you think maybe he had been there every now and then? It said every day. And the reason I wanted to come back to that. That's because so many times we don't realize it, but God's moving in our regular everyday schedule. Amen. If you look back, some of the things we've got to share the last few months about God just jumping in in the middle in our everyday circumstances. Sometimes I think we just look for the real big wow or the big explosion or this type thing right there. But I'm telling you what, God will work in the midst of your everyday life if you're open to it. How many people got an open heart today? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So he comes on down here and he says, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. You know, and then he turns around and look what happens here. His focus was on getting his needs met. But God had something so much better, amen? See, a lot of times we look, man, if I could just get to this place, if I could just do this, if I could, if, 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 and we settle for so much less than what God's bought for us, all right? Because he's already paid the ultimate price and we have total access to the throne room, right? But we sit on the outside. Can you imagine? Say, hey, hey, look, we got this big buffet. I want you to come in and you just stand right outside. Yes, indeed. Stand on the outside and just go, well, I don't know. I'll tell you what, just give me a piece of pepperoni. I said, but it's all paid for. Yeah, well, just can I have an olive? You know, and we live our life like that so many times because we don't step up and step into what God's already purchased for us. Amen. And our healing and our and our finances and all these different things. OK, but let's keep on going. So we come on down here and he says, I don't have any silver or gold, but you know what? I bet you that guy's heart sunk. Like, Man, I, I need this to get, you know, get my needs met. See, our focus can so, be so much. I, I, I got to have this, this one thing. And we just kind of tunnel vision on that one thing. But I tell you what, if we got Christ, we got so much more. Amen. We got more than enough. Amen. This day. She usually always says, yes, you do. That's our little thing. More than enough. That's good. So let's keep on rolling down here. I love this here. And he says, you know what? But I'll give you what I have. Sometimes it's just about giving what you have. You think, you know, well, I can't really make a difference. I'm going to tell you what, that pig right there is going to bless some people right there with that offering those corns right there. Okay? Because little is much in the hand of God. And when we give, give with, with a heart of, of just, man, uh, compassion. You know, when you turn that loose, just turn it loose and say, God, you know what? I don't know what you're going to do with this. You know what? Multiply that. And we're praying about that. Lord, how can we be a blessing to other folks with this right here? And, and the reason I wanted to start doing some stuff like that, because I think a lot of times we think we got to have the big church. We think we got to have the big fistful of money. We think we got to have all these things perfect before God will make any move. Guess what? That's why we're doing this story right here. If, if God can trust us with the small things, 
Watch how much more he'll do as we go. And we're, and we're faithful with those small things. You know, let's keep on rolling. So he says, get up and walk. Now, how many people has ever broke a bone or had a cast or anything? Yeah. All right. Now, that, now I know when I hurt my arm several years ago, I had, I had my arm in. It wasn't even a full-blown cast. It was just kind of one of these things they tape up. The first week when nobody was looking, I took it off just to see if I could move it. And I could. That's cool. Three weeks later, I went to the doctor and he took it off. And when he went out of the room, I went, that's not good. Six weeks later, if you see I'm doing, go, hey, what's up? Give me five. That's all I had was a 90, man. I couldn't do it. I couldn't move that arm. In six weeks time, my arm has froze up. And I was not hurt nowhere near some that you guys have been through or other people struggle with. The reason I want to kind of pull this together is, man, sometimes it takes time, don't it? I remember I had to go to therapy like every other day. And one of the things they gave me was a big hammer. I'd take a hammer and I'd turn it like this and it would turn my arm like that. It was months before I could open a door. You know, I'd just go up there. I, I, could, I could do certain motions as long as it was close to my body. I could eat. <laughs> the first thing, I got the fork out. I'm good. But you know what? I couldn't get to my wallet, so Denise had to pay every time. But <laughs> I'm going to have to try that again. Anyway, but I couldn't even turn, I couldn't even turn my hand. I thought, what does this have to do with my... It was, what happened? I got a ruptured bicep. It just got tore loose, and they put it back together. So it wasn't even a bone thing. But that little bit of time, man, I couldn't do much. Now let's go back into the story. This guy, his whole life, had never walked before. But when God entered in his situation, the power of the name of Jesus, he rose up, Amen. Bones popping, things happening like that. I want you to see the power and authority of the name of Jesus. Who's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords? Jesus. Who's our Savior? Jesus. You're a child of God. Who's the Master? Jesus. Let's keep on going. I want you to see this here. So look at this. I said, man, you know, he must have thought, these guys are crazy. Get up and walk. If somebody said, open the door, I said, I can't. But God can. What doors? Is God opening for you this year that you can step out by faith and walk out and be a blessing and be blessed, right? Impact some lives. Share Jesus. Think about that. So we look at this and I look at this. I go back here what I wrote down. I said, man, this man never walked. I mean, but he caught a glimpse of the power and the authority of the mighty name of Jesus. And I looked down here. I said, but look at this. I said, God changed his situation with one word. Get up. And, I, and one of the first slides we're going to jump in, we're going to be rise up. I pray that we rise up in the things of God this year. Step out and see what God has. But look at this. I said, man, you know, one encounter with Christ can set you back on your feet. Amen. And can put you back in the game. One word in due season can change everything, can it? You know, one word of encouragement. Can you get enough negativity off TV? And some of your so-called friends, right? Oh my goodness. It's just negative, 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 negative. Man, it's just like, whoo, I got a little bit of time off from work. I'm so thankful because man, I, I don't know, at the, towards the end of the year, it seemed like the guys I was working with could find anything and everything that was wrong and nothing that was right. That happened at Charles' work? Somebody said, no, you all taking applications? No, I'll tease it. <laughs> I'll just tease it. I'll tease it. But you know what? But you know what? Here's something. What are you bringing to the table? 
What are we bringing to the table? I pray that as believers in Christ, we realize who we are in Christ. We realize our identity. And then when we bring a blessing into that situation, let me tell you, you can, we can set the tone for the whole room, can't we? If I came in here and I was just playing music and everything, all right. Okay, you guys got your Bibles today? Okay, look. All right. Um, well, I don't know if y'all are like this or not, but I'm just going to... Y'all be going, What? First, take my temperature if that happens. Something is wrong. Because usually, I'm like, come on, let me over there. Let me over there. I can't wait to share what God's been saying. You know, because I, I realize this. We have an opportunity to impact people's life for eternity, man. God's entrusted you with the greatest news ever, the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you excited about that? I get a little excited about that sometimes. All the time. Will he, will he work in your regular everyday stuff or he just works on Sundays? Every day. Are you watching for him to work everywhere? Food line, the bus stop, at school, wherever, at work. Sometimes you just got to dig a little deeper sometimes, don't we? We have to look at that situation and say, Lord, where are you at in this situation? Help me to be a mirror of Christ. Help me to be the light. Amen. Well, let's roll on. If everybody's doing good, say amen. We're going to rise up a little bit here. Okay. Oh, I jumped the gun. I still got another thing to tell you about. Tim, hit me with another one. Gotcha. Uh-oh. Your Your turn. <laughs> he better drive. All right, let's keep on going. I wanted to pick through here through some more things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then he, on the second, second page here, he says, Then Peter uh, took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. I wanted to make sure I got this. God supplied even though it's a helping hand. And sometimes he supplies that helping hand in folks that look just like Mike, right? Or Tanya or anybody, any of us, everyday folks, right? He might just use us in that way. Are you, are you willing to be available? I pray that we are. Let's keep on rolling. Come on down here. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple. Wouldn't that be cool? Your first step is on the front porch of God's house. Isn't that something? First place he's moving, man. Right there in the front porch. He had entrance in there. And we have the ability to come to God anywhere, anytime, because of what Jesus Christ has done. Total access. I want you to think about that. Let's roll on down a little bit. And going on here in verse 10, it says, When they realized he was the lame beggar that he had seen, that they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. Here, here's my question on this here. Does your walk with the Lord amaze people? Does it inspire people? Think about that. When something happens, do people come seek you out for encouragement, for prayer, or do they just keep on walking? You know what? Do they see a changed life? Amen? Hey, look, I'll be the first one. We know we all blow it at times. But overall, you know what? They should see something different in us than they see in the world. Amen? And I pray that they do. I pray that you know what they say. What's going on in that little house down the road over there behind a funeral home? Yeah. What are they talking about? Jesus, they're seeing lives transformed. They're seeing people. You know what? Let me just take a little, little station break. You know, talk about the giving and the things that you guys do. Let me tell you, I like to give a progress report every now and then. I haven't put it all together, but I want to tell you how what you do makes a difference all over the world. Amen. Now, you know, from time to time, we use like the phone app and the different things for the smartphone stuff. People all over the world, every day around the clock, have the privilege of hearing the message of Jesus Christ because of your giving and your doing and your prayers. Amen. This year we were help. What was um, tell me the country, Tim? Where um, we were able to help send out uh, to support a mission family. You guys were able to do that, right? What they got? Five kids, four kids. Tell me about the name slips. Yeah, right. And not only that, our giving is not only going so globally. What's happening is that they're training up pastors there all over the world. 
So let's bring it in a little bit more. Right? What about, hey, what about stuff locally? We're able to help at the food pantry, different things like that. All right, you don't have to raise your hand. You can just, just nod or whatever. If you have ever dealt with somebody that's had an alcohol, drug problem, whatever like that, you know it affects your whole family. Amen. Amen. We're able to sow a seed into places that keep the program God-centered, right, to make a difference. So I want you to see what little is much in the hand of God. Those are things that you guys are able to make a difference of from your giving, through your praying, and through all those different things. That's awesome. Because a lot of times we think it's only the big and spectacular things. Once we get to this point, we can make a difference. You make a difference every day. Amen? You take Christ with you everywhere you go if you're a believer. If you're a believer, let me hear you say amen. Wherever you go, you got the Spirit of God living in you and you're a representative of Jesus Christ. You're an ambassador for Christ. Right? How well do we show others Christ? Well, you know what? Every now and then we got to come in and get sharpened up, don't we? we got to get encouraged. So that's what we're going to do today because we're going to rise up, all right? So I want to look at this here. The last thing here talks about that he was holding tightly to the arm of Peter and John. I bet he was. I tell you what, when you get a hold of what God's doing, you, you, you want to grab on to it, don't you? I know I do. And I thought, man, isn't it something right where they are, right where he was, God met him right where he was. You believe God will do you the same way? Will he meet you right in your situation? Maybe your heart's paralyzed with, with, with fear or unforgiveness or doubt or guilt. I'm going to tell you, God has reached you right where you are right there and free you from that. All you got to do is ask him, Lord, help me. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I'm going to jump onto this. I got one little thing I want to talk about before we get going. I said, you know, the name of Jesus, when we speak the name of Jesus, it's the name above every name. And, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but I can't help it. I get excited. And I said, the mighty name of Jesus will cause your faith to rise up. Amen. When you know who you're trusting in and you know what he's done and you know who you are in him, everything changes. See, you start getting, you start walking in that victory a step at a time. Amen. You ready for a victorious year? Keep your life focused on Christ. You watch what he'll do. Amen. So let's rise up. Everybody doing good. So we're going to talk about rising up. You've got your hand out, some cool things to write down. We're going to come back and pull a few of these things out. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And I just mentioned it. He said, it's the name above every name, all names, above the name of a sickness, above, uh, above a name of, of, of uh, anything. Speak that name of Jesus. There's power in that, right? And I said, it causes our faith to rise up and our hearts to be filled with great expectation. Are you ready for great expectation of what God's going to do for you this year and through you this year? See, a lot of times I believe God does stuff for you so he can do stuff through you. That makes sense? Y'all catch that? He loves to bless his children, but you know what? When I bless my children, I see them bless other people. What does that do to my heart? Man, I said, wow, that's just amazing. Isn't that something? When you're that conduit that can touch other lives. You know? I remember this, the guy that led me to the Lord, man. He went on to be with the Lord. And I never forget this. I say, share this a lot. And, and my buddy would always tell me, this older gentleman, he said, son, if you never do anything else in your life, pray that God will use you to bring one person to the Lord. Oh, man, that's heavy. Can you imagine if just one person was rescued out of hell because you had the boldness just to tell him? didn't cost you anything. It cost God everything. He's just asking, share. But you know what? I think we can do better than one, right? I think we can do a lot when we lean on the Lord. It's not us doing it, 
but it's us being obedient to what God wants to do through us. Are you available? Let's rise up and make a difference. So we talked about this. I want to allow your faith to rise up. Man, we got to lose the doubt and we got to speak the name of Jesus into our situation. This year, I'm speaking, I'm all, what I say, I'm preaching to me first. When we come up against a tough spot, I pray before we say anything, do anything else, we say, Lord, what are you showing me in this situation? How many people go, why me? We can do that. I I want us this year to insert and go, hey, what? Not why. What are you showing me? What are you showing me in this situation? Because you know what I guarantee you is something we can learn. I guarantee you there's something we can learn. I heard a guy talking yesterday. I listened to a lot of different people preaching and everything. This guy was preaching a little bit. And he was talking about on Thanksgiving, he had a really disjointed family and his dad did not have the money to feed them. Right? And, and he's, man, this is a crazy story. The guy was telling. And he said, it didn't have uh, the money to feed him and everything. And it was, the dad was arguing with the mom and this guy was one of the oldest out of the, the kids and he was just, man, what's going on? And somebody knocks on the door and a big guy, he answers the door and there's a big guy there with all this food, a turkey and everything else. He goes, hey, heard you guys could, could, could uh, benefit from that. And he goes, wait a minute. He goes, gets his dad. Stop arguing. His dad, look, look. And his dad goes to the door and he says, we don't need your charity. He goes to shut the door, and that guy said, he said, hey, people said there's a need here. He said, we don't need it. His focus was all wrong. And the guy said something. He said, well, you know what? Don't let your family miss out on a blessing because of your hard-headedness. Woo! That'll preach right there, won't it? I didn't know I was going to talk about that, but those are the different things I was digging through. That kid didn't know what to do. He wants to be excited, but his dad's mad. His dad pushes the stuff out of the way and goes back to arguing with the mom. His dad gets so upset that his dad leaves the family that day. Wow. He's sitting there. Wow, somebody blessed us. Now my dad's gone. This is terrible, you know? So they went on from there. And he says, I'm never going to be in that situation. So that young boy next year, you know what he did? He got some money together and he did a few things and he got enough to feed two families and he called the church and he says, I want to know two families that I can help that maybe not might, might not go to the church, might not do whatever. I want to go. I'm going to reach them right where they are. And they gave him two names and he went there and he said the lady was was uh, he couldn't even she spoke Spanish or something or whatever. But she just she just just loved on him. And he says, hey, it's not, he even dressed up like a delivery boy. He said, I don't even want nobody to know it's me. I'm just, I just want to be a blessing. Did that. Man, see the difference in that? And he said, the next year, he did like four families, right? And all that. And he said, as he was leaving one of those places, he was in a van. And he got to the end of the street. And he looked in the rearview mirror. And the mom and the kids were just dancing. And praising the Lord. Because she knew it was a blessing from God. And he broke down crying. He said, oh my gosh. And he said, that day I realized that what was a bad situation in my life, when I took the proper focus and put God in the equation, ended up being a blessing for me and many others. The guy feeds thousands and thousands of people to this day. 
He said, you know what? That was the hardest day of my life. But thank God it happened because it showed me how to be a blessing to others. Amen. Why am I telling you that story? Because there might be a hard spot that you're going through this year or last year or whenever sometime. But God can take that to be a blessing and you can be a blessing to other people. Amen. Isn't that something? You know, that's what that's the stories that never, never are told. You just say, see, a lot of times people think greatness happens all at once. Boom, there it is. Sometimes it's the small steps a little at a time. Steps of obedience, amen? Steps of obedience. And God said, okay, I'll bless that. I'll trust that. I'll do that. Isn't it all about our focus and all about a choice and all about, hey, where is God in this situation? I'm sure when that man's father left, he thought, my goodness, what's going on? See, because all he wanted, I want my daddy back. Amen? Said his dad died years later. No, nobody in the whole family would even go to the funeral. He said he was the only one out of all the family went there. Isn't that something? All those years and all that stuff. But you know what? He could, could have picked that to be very bitter and very distant and everything else. But when he gave it to God, God made it so much bigger and so much better. Did it hurt? I bet it did. But God brought him through that because you know what? Now he can be a blessing to other people all around the world. What is it that God's putting in your lap that you can be a blessing with? Amen. Let's rise up. Let's keep on going. So look at this. We have authority as a child of God. Amen. I want you to look at this here. John 1, 12, I always like to back it up with God's word. And look at this. God 1, John 1, 12 says this. But to all who believe him and accept him, accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Man, we have that total access. I say that most every week. Total access. Have you ever been somewhere? I don't know. Uh, maybe somewhere and it's members only. Or you go somewhere, I, I tell you what happened to me not too long. Me and Jesse went to a football game, right? I had tickets, and I was beating my buddy from work. And, and he says, hey, man, I'm right over here by the hot dogs. Well, I, I'm all in on the hot dogs. I said, I'll be right there. So I went on around. So what I saw was the hot dogs over there. So I went around, and I started walking on through. And the guy said, I said, yes, sir. He says, where's your ticket? I said, right here. He said, you got the wrong ticket. <laughs> he said, you need to be going that way. I said, but I'm going to meet somebody over here. He said, you better call him and tell him to come on out because you ain't going in there. Members only type thing. And I thought, man, it kind of hit me the wrong way. But I mean, I thought my ticket was to get wherever. Why am I bringing that up? See, a lot of times we don't realize that we've got the full ticket to get into the throne room. Amen. You see? And how did I feel in that minute? I thought, wow. I feel like it didn't measure up. I feel like, wow, what's going on? But there was good news coming because my buddy called me back. He said, where are you? I said, man, I'm trying to get in. They won't let me. He said, look behind you. <laughs> he didn't have a ticket either. He was at the other hot dog stand. You know? I said, well, come on, let's hang out. You know? It all worked out. <laughs> it all worked out. But the reason I just use that is, is a situation. Sometimes we think, man, oh my goodness. You know, I, the word will tell you how you don't measure up. This tells you, you matter. Amen. It's settled. Somebody get a Lord a hand clap. He's uh, made, it, made it possible. Amen. Okay. So what are we going to do? When we accepted him, when we believed, he gave us the right to be a child of God. How many people love their children? Hands everywhere. Oh, my goodness, you would do stuff for your kids you would never do for anybody. 
And unfortunately, sometimes the kids respond like, boy, if somebody else did that, you'd rather take them down. And but you're in disbelief. You say, what did they just say? What? You know, and you don't realize that to your parent for a while, you know, and they get older and stuff. And you think about it, you birthed them, you did all this stuff, you took care of everything, diapers, everything, all these things. And then they get a certain age and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. You know, I love you. You know, I really believe when we get there, God's going to say, I said, Lord, I, I just couldn't figure all that out. He goes, I know. That's why I gave you children to help you. You know what I mean? I, I think we might do that. But, but I don't understand. He goes, that's why I give you children to help you. Because you love them. If, if, if I'm ever trying to get my mind around unconditional love, I got to just look at my kids. Right? I mean, you know, hey, I love you if you get straight A's or if you get D's. I mean, I love you. You know, I, I love you if you cut the grass or you don't. But I appreciate it if you cut the grass, you know, I'll just be honest, right? Whatever. Because what, what I'm saying is this. I love you because I love you because I love you. Isn't that un- unconditional love? God doesn't say, well, you know what? If you do everything right, man, you're in. But if you don't, you're out. That's religion. Relationship says I love you anyway. But we strive to do our very best because we love him. Amen. We strive to do things for, for our parents and grandparents or children because we love them. Not because we have to, but because we get to. And we want to make it a little bit better on them, amen? You know? I always say, I got, I got to get ready to change my statement. I always say, I didn't wake up 49 years old, son. Now I'm going to have to say I didn't wake up 50 years old. You know? I hope I do wake up at 50 years old. But, but I'm just saying, what, what that means is, I've been through a couple of these things. I'm telling you these things because I love you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep the battle scars down on you, boy, you know? And, and, and I remember my dad would tell me these things. And then he got to a point where he would, became silent. That is, the, when I'm in my 20s, he'd throw it out there and go, well, uh, if I were you, I would do ABC. But you do what you got to do. Boy, that's, that's loud. Even when they don't yell, you start walking away. Well, I'll just do what I want to do. And I, I wonder why he said that. You get about halfway home, he's like, well, maybe I should rethink that. Well, maybe I don't really need that new car. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Man, they get smart and things, all that. But you know what? This is what God's teaching. There's a time that I can speak into their lives. And I love them from here. God speaks into our life. He doesn't put us in no chokehold. And he says, hey, this is the best for you. This is what I want for you. This is what I've done for you. But we all have a choice, amen? And I pray that we rise up through reading of God's word and accepting who he is and walking the boldness of what God's doing. Amen. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Going back to here. Uh-oh. Rise up. We already said that. I jumped the gun. Boy, I'm ahead of myself today. Y'all will be out. You'll be the first one in the buffet line today. Here we go. <laughs> Grab hold. He said, then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And I thought about that. I said, who has God put in your life to grab hold to? Think about that. It works both ways. Who has God put in your life to grab hold to? Maybe for some of us, it's hold on to to just help me get, get on through another situation. Ultimately, our eyes and our focus is on Christ, but God will use what? Folks just like me and you, amen? Each and every day. Or maybe God's going to have your arm out there that you can help somebody along the way. Amen? Now, this just hit me too. I don't think that's forever and ever, Right? I think that, you know what, that doesn't mean you take on somebody else's problems 
and, and you, you shoulder that for the rest of their life. I believe that God comes along and we can be encouragement and give them the tools and help them to rise above. How do we do that? By pointing them to Christ and their personal relationship with God. Amen. So that they can eat and feed on the word of God themselves. But sometimes, you know what? Sometimes we just need a little help. Amen. I want to say this. I offer this every year. And I'm sincere about this because I know God will make a way. Each year, I think it's really, you know, we could do it anytime. But a lot of times we rethink things in the beginning of the year. So I want to bring this up. In the beginning of the year, what plan do you have? to grow deeper in your relationship with the Lord. That some of the things that we offer, of course, I'd love you to show up every week. That's one thing. Love for you to come on Tuesday nights. But I'm going to go one further. If you feel like there's, there's, you need some help in growing in your relationship, call me and I will help disciple you. I won't do it for you. You hear what I'm saying? But there's tools that we have. And the number one thing is God's word, his sword. But I, I just want to throw that out. So nobody ever said, well, they never, you know what? I don't know about anybody else, but Pastor Bud say this, and I'm not putting myself above anything else because people did this for me. So I'm going to pass it on. If you want to grow deeper in your relationship with the Lord, get with me and we will come up with a plan that works. Amen. Just throwing that out there. There's all types of stuff. And I'll just hit a few things. And we want to talk about this. I just felt like I was supposed to say this when we're grabbing hold. There's so many things that, that we've come across, resources and different things on your phone, different things like that, all these different things. Let us help you plug in to grow in your relationship. That's just a sidebar. But you know what? If you want to grab hold, we'll walk this thing out together. Amen. With our focus on Christ. Let's keep on going. So look at this. Are you willing to reach out and experience a touch from God? Now, most people say, yeah, but a lot of times we go, well, they shriek back because they think you got to clean up and get it all right. I'm going to tell you what, if that was the case, we, we, we'd be out. What I always say, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Man, I love that verse. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not when your hair was looking right. Not when you did good on, on your report card. Not when you, you got a raise at work. He said, I love you right here, right now. Isn't that something? That's the God we serve. Man, and I, I thought about this. Do you ever wonder what you might have missed out on because things didn't look the way you thought they should? Remember that beggar? He wanted silver and gold. He wanted money. That's what his mind was trained to, and it wasn't nothing wrong with that because he knew that that was a way to meet his needs. But if he could have looked a little bit higher, and he said, what did the guy say? Look at me, look at me. And he said, stared at him intently. He says, I have no silver. I have no gold. But what I do have, I'll give you in the mighty name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. Man, so much more. And I think a lot of times we miss out on the so much more because it doesn't look like we thought it should. It's not the, the, the timing that we thought it was going to be. Amen. I'm going to tell you what God's time is best. Y'all agree with that? Let's keep on rolling here. So I said, don't hold on to the past and miss the future. And that comes at a perfect time in our message here because a lot of times we will hold on to stuff back here and miss that. You'll hold on to doubt and miss the blessing. You'll hold on, come on, to unforgiveness and got the shovel lip and miss something, right? That never happens to anybody in here, right? Or, or we'll be looking back at all these things, woulda, shoulda, coulda, and we don't see the blessing right in front of us, amen? Open our eyes to what God has got for us today. I mean, that's just amazing. I was going to say this. Has anybody ever been really weighed down with some problems, some different things? Absolutely. And, and, and 
You know what? Everybody has them. I'm not making light of your situation by no means. I never do. But I thought about this one last night. Has anybody ever wore any ankle weights? Ankle weights, you know, you train and you put these big ankle weights on and you're walking around, things like that. I don't need them because I got this right here. It'll hold, my, hold everything down. But you know, when we're training, a lot of times we got those ankle weights on and, and, and what they do is they're building muscle and everything else. And what happens as soon as you take those, those off? Woo, baby, you're ready then, right? I'll probably pay for that later. <laughs> I'll probably pay for that later. But anyway, but when you do that, man, you just rise up, man. You just shake that off and you're feeling so much better. I'm telling you today that the name of Jesus will break those shackles, amen? I'm saying when we put our, our bad day and our situation up against the backdrop of that cross, let me tell you, God's in the, in the healing business. God's in the uh, refreshing business. God's in the rising up business. He'll make a way out of no way. Now, I never sit here and tell you, you know what? You have no problems. Everything's going to be great. All these things. I'm going to tell you this. If you've got a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, when you take your last breath here, he says, absent of the body, present with the Lord. That's a good deal, isn't it? Amen. I want to tell you this, that he says that you could come boldly to the throne of grace anytime. Amen. I'm saying that, you know what? That he's made a way where we appropriate that by our faith and step into it. Amen. When we look at those things. I'm telling you that God has made a way. But so many times we want to hold on to our past and miss our future. You know, I've got a beautiful wife. A lot of y'all know I was married before, okay? And, that, and, and I could have been so mad about that, I could have missed out on that. And I tell you what, it wasn't easy. I had to grow on her like peat moss, man. I mean, I just, she said, you know, you're really nice, but you just call way too much. Well, I love you. I knew day one I was going to marry her. Isn't that something? Just had to talk her into it. it. Took a year and a half. It's a lot of talking, man. Isn't that something? And then I, and then I had to clear with my mother-in-law. I knew I could handle with Jimmy, but I had to clear with my mother-in-law. You know? And I remember sitting one day. I, man, I had the long hair. I got the cowboy boots. I got a Corvette. And I played music. She's like, and what are you doing here? I said, I just want to tell you that I love your daughter. Yeah. I said, I love Thomas. And <laughs> and I said, if she'll have me, I will take care of them the rest of my days. One or over. But then I had to walk it out. Almost 20 years now. And I'm still walking it out. But I tell you this. Do you have some bumps and bruises in your relationship sometime? Guys, go ahead and say Amen. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice to keep going and keep moving and everything else. The reason I brought that up, because I, I, I went through it. I don't know if anybody's been through a good divorce, right? But it was a tough time. And it could have changed my whole perspective on everything. I was like, well, I don't, I don't really. I told my dad, I said, I ain't never getting married again. I ain't never getting married again. That's it. I'm going to buy guitars. I'm going to have me a big dog. I'm good. And then I saw her. Man, spotted, boom, bing. What in the world is this woman doing in this place? I would never thought that I would have met my wife in the place that I've met. And she stuck out like a sore thumb. I was playing music. It was smoky and I'm playing music. And I started walking. I was like, that girl works at the pizza place. I've seen her before. And so anyway, had one of those big old meetings with my dad. Come on. Hey, dad. I was like, what? What? I said, I got to talk to you. He said, are you in trouble? I go, no. I said, come on, let's start squatting in the garage. 
Rod, you're in trouble. <laughs> His hair's still sticking up. I said, Dad, you remember when we was playing music last night? He said, yeah, y'all did a good job last night. My dad used to come listen to us play. What a trooper. I think he was selling earplugs, making extra money. I really do. I really <laughs> He's like, hey, how you doing? You want somebody? So anyway, I said, you remember that blonde-haired girl? He said, yeah. I said, Dad, I'm going to marry her. He goes, what? I said, Dad, I'm serious. I said, I'm going to marry that girl. He said, well... You better stick to it. If that's what you want, then go get her. Well, let me tell you, did everything just go, nope. See, I had a problem. I had a girlfriend at the time. So I said, this is, I, I knew that that relationship wasn't going to go any further or anything else. I said, I told the girl, I said, I'm sorry. You're nice, but I'm out. And she's like, that's nice. <laughs> you know, one of those things. And then I said, well, you know what? All right, I'm not going to keep looking back. I'm going to go ahead and marry this girl. And then she didn't, wasn't on board with that. Now, I'm not going to get all sidetracked on that. I'm going to get back to the main thing. The whole thing I want to pull out of that is when you go through something that hurts so bad, don't think it's going to continue to stay there. You can move from that and there's another season in your life coming and it's going to be a blessing. And you can look back at that. And I thought, you know what? If what I thought was so great over here and it ended up so bad, how good could it be if I really worked at it? And I'm still working at it. But you know what? As we move forward, is God in the center of what you're doing. Sometimes we've got to make course corrections. And so today, you know what? Let's make them course corrections. Don't keep plowing backwards. Look forward to the future because God's got what? Something even better waiting for y'all. Y'all believe that? I do. I do. We're going to pick up some speed. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to start walking in that. Last part here. It says on verse 9, it says, All the people saw, saw him walking and heard him praising God when they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate. They were absolutely astounded. And I mentioned this a little earlier. The people know that your life's been transformed. I tease about this all the time. Uh, unfortunately, I preach a lot of funerals and, and do a lot of different things. And a lot of times people hadn't seen me in a while because they used to think, oh, man, you used to play music and all this. And they always say, I love this. It just tickles me. They say, you play any music? I said, man, I play every week. Man, where are you playing at? I said, at church. They go, where? I go, at church. They go, oh. Oh, I said, well, won't you come? Some do, some don't. It's something else. Or when you get there and they're slapping you in the back and they're cussing and everything. I said, oh, man, that's great. Man, that's great. And they say, okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, start the service. And I walk up there and I start to talk and they go, oh my God, he's the preacher now. That's the funniest thing. I just love it. I go, he's a love where they're at. You know, grew up with these folks and everything else. And they're, man, they're telling you all these dirty jokes and they're telling you all this stuff. And you're going, oh, okay. And you're trying to separate yourself from that. And you're just trying to love them where they are. And you get up there and you see their face. They go, I didn't know. I didn't know. And then what's kind of cool is when you go back after a sermon or something like that, or you go back after the service and they go, well, buddy, uh, praise God. <laughs> go, That's different than what I heard a minute ago. But you know what? I don't come down on because I was that guy. I was that same guy, you know. But you know what? God came off the front porch and got me. How about you? Did God use somebody else to reach out and touch you? Amen. I pray that we're a mirror of Christ to people as we walk this out. And I pray that our lives just astound people, not because we're better than them or anything else, because Lord knows we're not. But I tell you what, the one who lives in us is gracious. He is gracious. So why don't we be gracious to others? Amen. Why don't we be forgiven?
I said a life centered on Christ will reflect Christ to others. Man, can we just be a mirror of Christ? Can we just, if somebody asked you, well, why, why do you believe what you believe? Would you be able to give them a testimony and say, you know, I believe this because this is what the Bible says. I talk to people all the time about what they believe and things like that. And use, I don't get in an argument with them. I said, well, I said, so what are you counting on to get you to heaven? Well, I'm a pretty nice guy. And I'll talk to them about that. And I said, well, have you ever lied? You ever stolen? You ever did that? And they go, well, yeah. I said, but the Bible says, man, that you know what? There's a day that when we leave here, we're going to stand before the Lord. Does that concern you? And they go, mm, yeah. Because see, a lot of times we think it's our own righteousness, but the Bible says that our works and everything is like filthy rags. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that any so, but it's a gift to God. Or I might be talking to somebody and I say, so what are you basing all that on that you're telling me? And they go, well, that's just what I think. Or they might say, well, I've read this and I've read that and, and they pick and choose. But if you read the Bible, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Jesus says in John 14, 6, he says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I'm so glad that God simplified it for me and for you. He broke it down. He laid it down, but he rose back up on the third day, amen, so that we could keep on going. Now, here's something that, that I think that we don't do enough of. Do we enjoy the scenery daily? Do you enjoy the blessings of what God's given you? See, sometimes we get so focused on we got to go, we got to do, we got to get, we got to have, we got to do, and we miss out doing all the stuff instead of focus on what we already have. Amen. I want to leave you with this thought today. What will you do today, today, that will bring forth and pay eternal dividends? Is it what do you mean? How will you spend your money today? How will you live your life today? How will you use your time today? that will impact someone's life for eternity. Just take baby steps. Maybe it's putting some change in, in uh, the coins of hope back there. Maybe it's praying with somebody for to leave. Maybe it's, you know, going to the website and forwarding to somebody else. I don't know what it is, but I know no matter who you are, no what you do, whatever, how old, how young, how whatever the case is, God can use you today to make a difference in eternity. See, a lot of times we want to see the full-blown picture. We want to say, man, I pray with somebody. They give their life to the Lord and everything else. And when that happens, it's beautiful. But how many links in the chain does it take before that, that whole thing comes together? You might be the person that, that invites somebody to church. You know, you can have all these brainstorms. And I've looked at stuff and Tim and Tanya and, and, and listened to others and everything else. You can have all, you can put more signs out. Not a problem with that. Except the city will pick them up and we'll give them back. Amen. Amen. Okay. Or you could, you could have a bigger website. You could do all these things. You know, the number one thing, I look at the research on all these things. The number one thing to fill these seats up here first is prayer. Second is somebody invited them. Did somebody invite you today, brother? Somebody invite you over the years to come out here? Guaranteed. Glad y'all are here. Invite people all the time. All the time. You know, that, that's it. So how can we be inviting church? Man. Challenge for you this. I was going to put this in later on. Challenge for you this year, right? Invite two people each week. I want to go ahead and say this. I'm not about filling up seats. Don't make any difference to me. We'd have quit a long time ago if it was all about filling up seats. It's about giving people the opportunity to hear the message of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the whole deal. Because you know what? If you ask two people, right? I figure if, if I ask you to ask two people, maybe you end up asking one. That's not hard, right? This year, not just a week. 
This year, every week, if there's someone. You say, how do we do that? We got a lot of different ways we can do that. We got welcome cards. We got Bible tracts and everything else. And as we go into the year, we're going we're gonna to arm you with these sayings so that we can encourage other people as we walk this out in the Lord. Amen. You can enjoy the scenery while we do the work of the Lord. Amen. I love it. Let's keep on going. I said, don't just walk, but run. Anybody ever get excited about stuff? You know, I told you the other day when the Lord, uh, I won't re-preach that, but for you guys, if you hadn't heard uh, the sermon a couple couple weeks back, it was about, it's called the nudge, when the Holy Spirit nudges us. And God had nudged me about going somewhere and praying some, for somebody out of the blue. And I'm just going to recap that right there. But as I was obedient with each step, I had no idea where I was going to go. I went to the hospital. I went there. I didn't know what floor to go on. He told me what floor to go on. He told me this, 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 and this. And now you got to go listen to it online. Keep the promise that away. The reason I'm bringing that is, as I stepped out and God revealed his plan to me a little bit at a time, I didn't want to walk anymore. I wanted to run. I mean, I was running in that hospital. I was like, man, I got to see these people. I got to talk to these people. I got to talk to these people because I knew God was, was speaking to my heart. What is God speaking to your heart today? See, so many times we sit on the sidelines, right? And we go, yeah, you know, maybe next year. Well, it's here. It's here. You know? And so that's what I want to just kind of pull this whole thing together is, you know what? Don't just walk. Don't sit on the sideline, but run. You know what? Don't let the devil steal your joy and think, oh, well, here we go again. No, you know what? Make some changes. Make some choices. And ask God to equip you for each one. We'll come alongside of you as your church family to encourage you, give you the pieces of the puzzle, and we'll walk this thing out in unity. Everybody knows there's power in unity, amen? And you know what? If we're focused on the same goal, Jesus Christ, you're going to see things change. You're going to see things change. God loves us so much, he will come right where we are, but he loves us so much, he won't leave you there. He'll carry you on to the next level. He'll rise you up. He'll give somebody to grab hold of. You know what? I'm going to grab hold of Jesus. Amen? Come on. We can do that, can't we? Let's keep on rolling with this here. The last thing I want to share with you is this. I believe that God's got something even better. And you say, why do you say that? And as I was praying about this more last night, this is what the Lord revealed to me. Does that mean this year everything's going to go perfect? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. This is what the Lord showed me as I spent time with him. Something even better. If you are seeking the Lord and even go through a bad time, it's going to be even better than if you didn't seek him. God can take that tough time and make it something just like he did that man's story I told you there. I guarantee you didn't want to go through that, but I'm going to tell you what, from that he was a blessing to millions of people now. This has been over the years. And he purposed it in his life that he would do something every day to move forward to that goal. What goal has God put in your life that you want to achieve in this year? It could be all type, different types of things. My number one thing is, spiritually speaking, what is, what, how are you going to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ this year? I'm going to tell you the number one thing is this. You have to be committed. You got to be committed. If you, you know, on anything, and it's this way, if you want to lose 10 pounds, you got to be committed. If you want to, if you want to save money, you got to be committed. Whatever the case is. When they told that guy to get up, he could have said, no, I can't. But he got up. And God even supplied somebody to give him a hand. Your church family is here to give you a hand. But the supplier is Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you to see that the supplier is Jesus Christ. This year, I want to encourage us to go further, to, to love longer, to forgive faster. I'm speaking to me, you know, in every situation. But we do it 
a day at a time, a step at a time in the strength of the Lord. That's how it is. I think we try to get too big on the thing and we don't take the baby steps. But today, let me tell you, it starts right now. If you want to have a good 2015, start today and make a difference. So, you know, what? I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. Lord, what is it? I don't know what the plan is for God, for that God has for you in your life. I do know this. His plan is that everybody come to know his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And from there, he will orchestrate that in your life. But man, I see so much here that God can tap into. I see young folks going to college in the military, everything else. How can that man or that woman be used to impact a whole platoon, a whole college, a whole classroom? Maybe you say, well, I don't go to school. I don't. Maybe it's your workspace. Maybe there's only four people in your, your office and everybody's negative net. Maybe you're going to be the one to speak something positive and bring forth something about Christ in there. I told you last week when I went to the doctor, the lady had a Bible over to the side. And through that, I got to talk to that lady about Christ. And the, and, and the young girl that was over here, she was leaning into it. See, see, she just needed somebody to grab hold to to tell her. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's him. I don't know. But you know what? We were able to reach out and tell her about the good news of Jesus Christ. How will God use you to reach out and impact somebody's life this year? But guess what? Let's bring it down today. Today. I'm going to give you another little piece of the puzzle and some things to, to help you out with this. We got Bible tracks over there. A Bible track is basically God's word in a small little condensed form. And uh, it just really makes you think about making a decision for Christ. You say, why do you like Bible tracks so good? I like Bible tracks because somebody gave me a Bible track on Halloween night, 1995, transformed my life. Nobody else would have thought that, you know what, that a long-haired rock and roller would have got saved from a Bible track on Halloween night. I bet you guys say, hee hee, I got a plan for you, boy. You know, isn't that something? Love it, love it, love it, love it. What else has God got for us today? We ain't got no power over there? Don't worry about it, I'll sing you a song. You know, you know what I love about this? You never know what's going to happen. And it doesn't really matter because God's good all the time, amen? So it don't matter. You know, sometimes we have power outages and everything else going on over there. We break about everything we own because it's probably my stuff that I mess with. I'm rough on equipment. But I will tell you this. I don't care what you're doing, what you're going through, where you've been. God will meet you right where you are. And you say, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I thought I'd go and try out the church today and all this stuff. Man, that's great. We're glad to have you. I want to tell you, I promise people this all the time. Three things if you come here. We'll love you right where you are. We'll preach and teach the word of God and we'll give you opportunity to respond. So right now, here's your chance to respond. I want to pray for you. Amen. Father God, I thank you for each one here today. I thank you, Lord, for your love. I thank you, Lord, that you bring folks in to hear your word. And I pray if there's one here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, that today is the day that they call on the name of Jesus. Lord, take this message and, and just, just grow your children. I got a question that, that I always ask, and I just want everybody to be honest about this. That's why we do what we do. If you were to die tonight, are you sure that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, I just want you to look up here because I'm going to show you how you can be sure from God's word. Not what Buddy said, it's what God said. I want you to understand this is about what God said. God says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have sin in our life. And God is awesome and holy. He can't be around sin. And there was a price to pay for our sin. And it's one that we could not pay. And Jesus Christ came 
and paid that price in full. He paid it with his life. And then he rose on the third day. He conquered the sin. He conquered the grave for you and I. And he says this. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me ask you, have you ever called out and said, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin? If that's you today, look at me right here. We're going to pray this together because I want you to know when you leave here. Young folks, I want you to know. Seniors, I want you to know. You might have been sitting in church for 30 years. I don't care. I want you to know that you know that you know. It's not a hope so, it's a no so. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What does that mean? That means that God has already made a way for you to be a child of God. All you got to do is trust him and believe. Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. I want to lead us in a prayer today. If that's your, your prayer, say it from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Father, I thank you and I trust you for your sacrifice. Lord, today, I call on the name of your son. Lord, today, help me to walk out this amazing life that you've given me in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you've prayed that prayer, I ask you, hey, before you leave, say, you know what, buddy, I prayed that prayer today. You know why? Because I want to celebrate with you. We want to give you the tools to grow. Don't just sit on the sidelines. God's got so much more for you, amen? But it's about what he did, not what you've done. It's covered. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right.